The following program contains views and opinions which are not necessarily those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors. What's coming up on today's experience? Devotional Diamonds of the Day, also known as DDDs, where my daily devotions become some of our spiritual reflections. Sound effects placed throughout the show, which have nothing to do with life, but they help me focus on the Greek and the Hebrew of the biblical text. So I guess that's important. The review of the goofy news, which proves Jesus is coming back sooner than you think. We hope before this introduction is over. That'd be fantastic. Life lessons for our faith that we could actually use probably won't if we tend to sit around and not do much, but perhaps so if we become doers and not just hearers of the word. Humor that will force you to think, why does this guy have a radio show? I will let you know in nine days why we have a radio show, because that's when the radio rent is due. Also, Bible trivia for fake and yet somehow real cool prizes, your phone calls, and more. To the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. My name is David Spoon. I'll be your host for the next 5,400 seconds. Get ready for one of the more bizarre experiences on live radio. Here is the key to the show. We don't know what we're doing. We have no idea what's going to happen, and we don't care. But for the next few minutes, I want to talk faith with you. So here we go. We're asking questions about living life as a Christian. What happens when you move forward, do something, you're confident that the Lord is in it, and you do the best that you can do in it, and you present it, and it all goes like this. Wait, let me do that better. Okay, let me do that better. What happens? How do you handle that? Hey, if you've got an opinion, a comment, a thought, or a question, if you've got something you want to share, maybe the Lord has put something on your heart and you want to share it with the body, you want people to be blessed by it. Maybe you're in a position where you need other people to join their faith with your faith as you attack or as you approach something that is spiritually uh, difficult. Perhaps you just want to share or you got a question. I can't answer a lot of questions about physics. But I can answer a lot of questions about pizza. So, I mean, if that helps you, that's good. Bottom line is you can reach out to us for anything and talk about anything. As long as you understand the idea is to strengthen one another, bless one another, encourage one another. It's not a kvetch fest, which means you don't just call up and complain. You know, complaining got the children of Israel in a lot of trouble. So let's uh, try and stay away from that somewhat. Here's the bottom line. You give us a call at 972-445-0770. When you call 972-445-0770, it's kind of like you go to Farrell's Ice Cream Shop. Because what happens when you call 972-445-0770 is you end up talking to Captain Chris, and then you get the Feral Special Root Beer Float, which is one of the greatest treats ever. And then you will be... Sailing takes me away 
why they came up. Just root beer floats. Like, man, man, that's good, good enough. All right, you can also text us live during the show, 214-210-8483. I will say that slower so people can figure that out because I do say it fast. If you think, oh, he talks fast on the radio, you should be around me at house, at the house. Come on, Bert, let's go over here. Come on, Levi, let's go. Noel. And then, of course, she throws something at me, and then it's a whole other world. 214-210-8483. Now, that's a text number, okay? Don't call that number. You don't want to hear the, the recording. Trust me. And then you can also email us, david at hemustincrease.org. That's david at hemustincrease.org. Not corn pop at hemustincrease.org, but david at hemustincrease.org. We'll now send you to the website. Here's the deal. Uh, on the website, there's a place to put praises and prayer requests. There's also about 10 new links that if you haven't been there in the last week, you want to check it out. When you go on a website and you see those three lines at the top of the left or the top of the right, those are called hamburgers, and you click on those, and there's other links that open up underneath that. That's what we got on our right side, so go ahead and check it out. There's a lot of stuff that we're working on and a lot of stuff that is forthcoming. The big thing to tell you is... Uh, we're going to be praying about the whole situation on the hosting. we got stuff going on that's beyond my control. <laughs> beyond my control. But the good news is the gospel that Jesus Christ died on the cross and was buried, and three days later he rose again. And by acknowledging, surrendering, repenting, and, and, and giving your heart and your mind and your existence to Jesus Christ, you can live forever and a live forever that's cool and not terrible. Oh, yeah, on the website, that's a great place to give to support the ministry. Check out hemustincrease.org. Prayer request? Hemustincrease.org. Praise report? Hemustincrease.org. Looking to give to this ministry? Hemustincrease.org. Confused by what's happening right now? Hemustincrease.org. Hemustincrease.org. That has to be water. I don't care what you say. It has to be. Is that not water? It might be a drum set. I'm not sure. <laughs> just, you know, you're killing me here. Okay? All right. I'm just saying you're killing me. I'm just saying. All right. Uh, a couple things to give you. I want to give you an update on Easton. Easton is stable. Uh, for those of us that were praying yesterday, it's a lot of stuff. I mean, you go through this, and you go through like nine days that they went through with my grandson. They're all there on that trip, and everybody's doing great, and everybody's great. And then they come home, and then boom, you have to go back to the hospital. That's just a bummer. So please keep them in prayer, and let's take a moment and play, pray for Ukraine. Why? Because we're supposed to. And I assume, and I'll say this very carefully, I assume you guys are praying for our country and for the leaders. I'm, I'm also assuming you're not praying that God would just open up the, the ground and swallow up everybody that you disagree with, but that you're actually praying that the Lord will direct the hearts of the leaders the right, the, in the, into the right things. That's what we should be praying. Let's lift up Ukraine. Father, we come before you right now, and we will petition you every day until there's resolution we ask you in the name of Jesus to bring peace where there is so much warfare, to bring some sense of hope. The gospel, of course, is full of hope, and you are a God of comfort, and we ask you to manifest yourself that way and let the gospel be proclaimed there. But we ask you for peace amongst violent men and violent people, and we ask you to bring things to a halt as man never is able to resolve things apart from you properly. We ask that you would testify and, and step into the situation and bring grace and mercy. We pray in Jesus' name, amen and amen. Okay, ready? Except for that, we are, what is today, Tuesday? All day? Doesn't change somewhere? Okay. 
We are in the uh, book of Matthew, Matthew chapter 6. We are doing kind of verse 9, 10, 11, and 12 because we've been doing the Lord's Prayer. Again, I would contend that it's probably not the best definition for it. This is really the model of prayer. If really you wanted to look at the Lord's Prayer, you'd go to John 17 where he prays. Okay, I just think that's probably, okay. But this is the model. He said, pray in this way or in this manner. We talked about two weeks ago. He, he, the whole thing starts off with our, our father, not my father. It's a corporate mindset. It's a mindset that's not exclusive to yourself, but it's inclusive for other people. That's good. Our father, people are like, well, God's not a father. If he didn't want to be known as a father, he'd have written it that way. It's just it's like, stop that. He wants to be known as our Father in heaven, the real center of the universe. We got that. Our Father in heaven, hallowed. Hagesito, hagesito, hagesito. It's a tough word. Means uh, to have reverence, adoration, devotion to worship. The first thing Jesus is telling us is once we address our heavenly Father, knowing that He's at the center, the real center of the universe, not your life, recognizing that reverence, honor, glory uh, are are due Him. And it says, "Hallowed be Your name." And the reason it says Your name is because a name reflects a person's attributes. There's several names for God: Jehovah Rapha, Jehovah Jehovah Jireh. There's all these different elements. But one thing we know about God is he's all-powerful, all-knowing, all-present, and all-loving. People will have actually had this question on the air. Can God create a rock that he could not lift? The answer is no. You think, what do you mean no? Because he's all-powerful, so no. (laughs) That's the answer. So I'm just telling you, that's it. All-powerful, all-knowing, which means he knows everything about you and I. And so when you're praying to him, it's probably good to keep in mind that he knows what you think you're hiding. <laughs> that ain't working. He's all-powerful, all all-knowing, all-present, which means he knows what's going on in every single place. Now, his presence is either the universal presence, where he knows everything that's going on, or what we call the manifested presence. What's the manifested presence and what's the universal presence? Let's give A.W. Tozer the props on this because he did one of the best jobs of explaining it in the pursuit of God. The manifested presence is when you go to church, not when you walk in the door and you go, oh, hey, everybody, how you doing? Oh, yeah, yeah. In your church, some churches are like, you can have coffee over there. Some churches are like, you can't have coffee anywhere around there. Yeah, I don't care. Here's the bottom line. You get in there and you worship. The worship is completely sincere. It's totally real. And you know. That while you're worshiping, something special is happening. What's that? You are connecting to heaven. What do you think they're doing in heaven right now? You think they're playing bingo? They're up there worshiping the Lord, acknowledging, carrying out the plans of the Lord. And so you worship, you connect. It's like, well, okay. And that's when some of the, not the full manifest, the full manifestation is when you have you know, the miraculous take place. You have, you know, things that, you know, I mean, things happen with <laughs> like angels come flying in. I mean, that's the big stuff, right? But when you're worshiping with other people, the presence of the Lord is there, and you can tell, you can sense, hey, this is something going on here. That's the manifested presence of the Lord. Sometimes it happens when you're reading your Bible. Sometimes it happens when you're driving the car. Sometimes it happens you don't even know why it happens. That's the moment where you should be more Samuel-like and say, here I am, Lord, what do you want of me? Because he doesn't do it for nothing. Even if it's just to strengthen you, he doesn't do it for nothing. All right, we come back. We'll get into the deep theologies of this. 
You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. This KAAM radio show with your very own David Spoon is not a business, but a nonprofit ministry first and foremost committed to sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ and strategically equipping the saints. Our mission is to educate, encourage, and entertain Christian believers, the hurting, and those not yet believers who need biblical truths. To continue our radio ministry and message of truth, we need many of our faithful listeners to support us, as well as ministry partners who might wish to sponsor the He Must Increase ministry. By giving, you wonderfully facilitate our priorities of assertively teaching the Word of God, and you get nothing in return. No quid pro quo. Nothing but a receipt at the end of the year indicating you gave to us since your donation is 100% tax-deductible. Remember that it says in Corinthians that whoever sows generously will also reap generously. Or in Proverbs, where it teaches that a generous person will prosper, whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. But if you cannot give, no problem. Continue to enjoy and learn and give however you see fit whenever you can. To support us, go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. Such support is terribly appreciated, knowing it enables our beloved David Spoon to give to all of us his time, energy, like so few can. Right here on KAAM. What is the David Spoon experience? Because what we're getting is this snapshot of Jesus. And there's a lot of stuff that we do, a lot of stuff that we say, but at no point should anybody ever lose what's going on here. And when we get into our Philippians teach tomorrow, you're going to see how very specific Christology, the study of Christ, fits into play on Jesus Christ being honored uh, above all and understanding how that this snapshot of Jesus plays into or leads us into the understanding of the superiority of Christ. Nobody else was fully God and fully man, period. And so nobody else can represent God to man or man to God. So in this situation, we get to see that Darius, he has a 12-year-old daughter. She's dying. Not, uh, not good news. This woman who's got this bleeding issue, issue of blood, she comes up to Jesus, uh, touches him without saying anything. Jesus has restoration and healing for her in physical, social, and psychological aspects, which is just uh, wonderful if you think about how Jesus, Jesus cares about the whole person doesn't care about a part of a person. cares about every inch of you. If you're doing well physically, but you're not doing well psychologically, Jesus cares about that. If you're doing well psychologically and not doing well physically, Jesus cares about that. If you can't have contact with people and you feel like you're completely isolated, Jesus cares about that. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. I hope Don heard that. We do that every break that we can, but you can't do it in the very first one, and then you can't do it at the top of the hour. So we do it, what, one, two, three other times or four other times or something like that. Uh, somebody calling in to give us a free meal and a, and a, and a, a cruise? Or they got a question or something? 
Okay. All right. Send them through. This is David. Who am I talking to? Hey, David. This is Annika. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. How are you doing? Oh, this I'm... this was so good of you to catch us on that the other day. Great job on that. So... Oh, thanks. Well, um, my first guess was that it was going to be um, Samson and Delilah, but then I thought, well, they weren't married. So then um, um, I gave some wild answer. But then... <laughs> Afterwards, it caused me to go look it up, and I got to read more about Samson and get more familiar and found that he had married a Philistine wife, but they never name her in Correct. the judges that I, you know, chapter I was reading. But also, it also talked about his mother. I did not realize that she also was a woman, the mother of Samson, who also was approached by an angel of the Lord, like Mary and Elizabeth and Jeremiah's mother. And I thought, that is so cool to see all these preconception visits and, and, you know, just how intimately God's involved in, in a life, our lives, even before we're conceived, and and it was really cool, and I learned a lot. I did not know that he was married to anybody, Samson, and then to see what happened to his wife and and all that. So um, that was in, like, Judges, I think, 13 and then 14 and then maybe 15. Right, 13, 14, 15, 16. So so it's in in that section, yep. So So... the way that the question went, I guess it was yesterday, and then it was like, well, I'm all confused. So it was really positive because it caused me to get into my Bible and learn. So I learned a lot. So thank you very much. You're, you're welcome. That is actually one of the coolest parts about that. So you and you brought that up to me. I had to do a quick look. So I had, to, and I was like, oh yeah, he did marry that one girl, but he never got her as a wife. And God used that as an occasion to bring judgment against the Philistines uh, because he, he took his anger out. Uh, Samson took his anger out. And I was thinking, you know, that that's so, it, it's so intense and each thing builds on, upon to It just helps you dive in and get a better handle on it. It's like, wow. Exactly. It was and cool. because I used two different interpretations, um, I used one of them was the chronological Bible that I got from you, thank you, Uh because that has the sidebars that add information. And then the other was, uh, let's see, the other was English Standard Version. Right. I've got a bunch of different versions, but last night that just happened to be the two I had handy. So, yeah, so I learned a lot. So that that really worked out. And, you know, because I was real embarrassed. I put a really, you know, wrong answer. I was like, (laughs) I don't know anything about Deborah in the Bible. But I thought, I I don't know, I think something to do with judges and Deborah. And and then, you know, because I thought, well, it can't be Samson and Delilah because they weren't married. So anyway was really positive. It came out positive. And that's fantastic. And I appreciate you calling and telling people that because that, we, we never know what the Lord will use to spur us on and get us a little deeper, or get us a little more thoughtful about something. And that's mm-hmm. what's cool is that the Lord could watch this dumb thing here. I'm going to make Dave say this, say this and ask this question. Watch what I do with this. And nobody sees that until it happens. But God yeah, has it yeah. all set up. Like, wow. That's yeah. excellent. Excellent call, yeah. by the way. 
So I'm really excited. And like I said, the part about um, Samson's mother, you know, being approached by an angel of the Lord and his his father's reaction to the angel of the Lord and the angel of the Lord's reaction to the father. And so I just encourage everybody to look it up. I think it's Judges 13, 14, and 15, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. And and I will say, the one thing that the Lord has not done too often is sent an angel ahead of time, have the angel announce to the mother, you're going to have a child, and then have the angel just go, <laughs> like, because <laughs> the angel knows what's coming. You know, oh, say, that hasn't happened very yeah. often, though I suspect they have wanted to. <laughs> oh, wow. But, yeah, made for real interesting reading, and, and I have come out of it educated. Excellent. And, no, um, Samson and Delilah were not married to each other. Correct. <laughs> which yeah. is what I, I guess I assumed from the way they got asked. Yep. Good job. But, That's good yeah. that it, you dove into it and found out for yourself. That's the mark of what would they say is the Berean. That's the mark of studying to make sure that those things are so. And that's what you wanted. You want to do that, not just with me, with everything and everybody. Make sure you know, because God's not going to go, well, what did that pastor tell you? That doesn't matter. God's going to say, what did you study? What did you find out? You know, mm. there. Mm-hmm. that's a very, very important. Excellent job. Thank you. Very so good. Much. Well, thanks a lot. Okay. God bless. And God bless. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Excellent. Excellente. I mean, I'm just saying, excellente. Yeah, okay, it is. All right, you'll have a few minutes on uh, a trivia question. It. Uh, I'm not going to do. I'll do the trick question later on. This is uh, pretty straightforward. What was the name of James and John's father? James and John. Remember, Peter and Andrew. James and John. We've talked about this before. Uh, Peter and Andrew. I don't know what happened, to Andrew. <laughs> We we feel bad for Andrew. Andrew became the shrimp, the shemp of the Three Stooges. That's what Captain Chris and I came up with. Yesterday. So it's, you know how it's Larry Moe and Curly, and then Shemp was there. <laughs> like that's, that's Andrew. Anyway, uh, what was the name of the father of James and John? What was the father's name of James and John? If you think you know the answer to that. You can call in 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483. As well as you can send an email, david at hemustincrease.org. What was the name of James and John's father? You only have a couple minutes to do that. If you want to do that, I want to go back to this teaching while we're in there. We'll do the uh, DNA later on. So just you can just remind me of that. So one of the things that I think is important is is uh, we talk about this, and I'm going to take kind of a sidebar on purpose. So just bear with me because it's only going to be a minute or two, and then we'll have the person answer the trivia question. But it's the, the scripture that Jesus teaches the, when he's teaching on how to pray. He says, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. And I just want to take this split second to say, and just be aware of this, that we pray often in the name of Jesus. And people will say, well, can God hear a prayer that is not offered in the name of Jesus? Yes. Before you say any big theological anything, God can hear somebody saying, God help. It's just like, that's absurd to think he wouldn't hear that, right? What's more fascinating is why Christians wouldn't pray in the name of Jesus since you are coming in the name of him who has made everything right for you, it's almost like, 
Why would you not do that? It's almost like, here, here's a lobster, if you're a lobster fan. Here, here's some butter, okay? And, and here, here's a fork and or a little thing to pull it out with. And instead, you put on mittens and you try and eat the lobster without the tools or the necessary things to make it taste good. And most of it gets on your clothing and it doesn't get in your mouth. It's like, why are you doing that? That's just goofy. Why would you not come in the name? And why that's important is because the value that God puts on the name of something. That's why it's important. So it's like, oh, yeah, okay, that's different. So, our Father who art thou in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Even in that context, he's telling you names are important. So when you pray, better you should petition in the name of Jesus than in the name of, and then insert your name there. (laughs) Get it? Okay. All right. Somebody's ready to answer a trivia question, so here we go. This is David. Who am I talking to? Hey, David, this is Fred. How are you doing today? I'm doing wonderful. How are you doing? I'm doing great, sir. Okay. The answer to your question, his name is Zebedee. Zebedee! That is correct, Amundo. His name is Zebedee. That was James and John's father, Zebedee. And one of the things that's striking, do, do you remember? Remember when Peter and Andrew left, right? They left their, their nets. But what is it? Yes. What's the definition? When James and John leave, they leave what? Do you remember? I don't remember the okay. Part of it. They, okay. They they left their nets and their father in the boat. In other words, there's this nuance there that it's like their sacrifice was like we're leaving dad, the business, the whole thing. We're out of here. We're following Jesus. And it's like it's a awesome. That's that awesome. Yeah, it's like it's like they took that huge step and it's like, wowzer. I mean, that's full on commitment to say it's not that they didn't love their father, it's not that they didn't respect their father, but they just made the decision we're gonna love this savior more than anybody else around us. I think that ultimately we all have to make that decision that we love Jesus. More than we love anything else. That is 100% else. correct. You are what you should be preaching on. You should be preaching on the stage. <laughs> that is exactly right. God, God bless you, David. I enjoy your show. Keep on doing what you're doing, my brother. All right. Thank you. God bless you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. See, that's kind of a fun way to do our stuff, right? And I'm kind of glad because we're supposed to talk about the, you know, the kingdom, the, you know, your kingdom come, your will be done. You know, that, that's been, there's 5,000 books on that. <laughs> I'm going to have to try to do that in like eight minutes. You betcha. All right, we'll take our break and then we'll come back. We're getting into our next stuff and the next thing's super cool. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Don't go anywhere. Confronted by the unimaginable, look at how some of the Bible heroes responded. Abraham's wife, Sarah, laughed when the Lord promised her a son in old age. Why did Sarah laugh? Is anything too hard for the Lord? The Lord answered. That's Genesis 18, 13. Zechariah, priest in the temple, asked, How can I be sure of this to Gabriel? I am Gabriel, the angel answered. I stand in the presence of God and have been sent to speak to you and tell you this good news. 
Luke, this is out of Luke 119. In other words, God was saying, God can do this. Mary exclaimed, how are you going to do this? When Gabriel brought her that great news of her son that she would bear, the angel assured her, nothing with God, nothing will be impossible. Luke 137, the disciples questioned Jesus, and he answered them, with men this is impossible, but with God all things are possible. Matthew 19, 26. The Lord reminded the prophet Jeremiah, Behold, I am the Lord, the God of all flesh. Is anything too hard for me? Jeremiah 32, 27. If God be for us, who can be against us? Romans 8, 31. Praise to him who is able. Listen, this is Ephesians 3, 20. Praise to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us. Finally, when life just seems impossible, we can memorize and believe and agree with the Apostle Paul's conclusion of all his personal struggles. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, which is in Philippians 4.13. Darkness comes. This is from John Piper, this, this next statement. Darkness comes. In the middle of it, the future looks blank. But with God, nothing is impossible. He has more ropes and ladders and tunnels out of pits that you can ever conceive of. So wait and pray without ceasing and hope. I think that this kind of thought process, it's not name it and claim it. It's just believing that God is the God that can do anything is applicable for his kids to operate in when their situation seems impossible that we deal in the truth of the possible that God brings.